Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, Seth Lee. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Yes, it is summertime. And the living summertime. We went for different songs. Yes. I also changed the lyrics of mine. Yes, you did. (laughs) Close enough. It's not legally summer yet. No, it's not legally summer yet. The government hasn't told us it's summer. Oh, it's not really the government so much as it's like the celestial objects, like the position of the sun in relationship to the the earth, or correction, earth in relation to the sun. It's called the solstice. That's coming up. It's a long day. Yeah, that you're right. That thing that happens every year is coming up. Well, the solstice happens twice a year. There's two solstices. No, there's only two one solstice. Su- hey, you said it was summer, and then you said it was coming up. So no, there's not two summer solstices, nor are there. There's one summer solstice. Yeah, no. And then there's one winter solstice. Then you have the vernal equinox and the autumnal equinox. I know that face. That's the I hate you and want to hit you face. Because <laughs> these, th- these are just things. These are things that happen every year. Yes, they are. Like, Did you know when it's summer, there's more sun? Yeah, well, actually, it- technically, no. Once it becomes summer, there becomes less sun. All right. The days start getting shorter in the summer, actually. It's a bait and switch by the universe, and I don't like it. I'm not here for it. Okay. I've just about enough of this. <laughs> Welcome to this comic book show. Yes. Where you get bored by facts that you already knew. Now you get educated and re-educated and and enforced, reinforced. Listen, man, I'm about to be on summer about vacation. A calendar. I can't I can't even begin to it's the Gregorian calendar, by the way. Okay. I can't wait to talk about Joker too. <laughs> Do you know that the month of June? Never mind. We'll, we'll move on. All right. Hey, what do we got going on this week? Um, stuff that's actually interesting. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> Compared to the, whatever this was. Okay. Interesting things. Astrology with Jared. Oh. No. Fine. You never let me have any fun. Did you say astrology? Yes. Versus astronomy? Astrology and astronomy all together. Oh, okay. It's all right. one. Yes. Um. Mm, okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, what do we got going on this I'm week? I'm proud of you for holding it together. <laughs> Me getting immediately frustrated. Uh, Settle in, it's a long hour. <laughs> we got the news of the week. We got weird comics facts. Sports reports. Oh boy, I don't know how to transition into this weird comics fact to sports reports. This week, because we missed Miss Marvel last week, it's going to be all TV talk this week. Two episodes of Miss Marvel, one of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and your questions. Time codes are listed down below if you want to jump around. Yes. So, let's just jump straight into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Are you having a hard time reading your handwriting? Or are you now, like, the way you looked at your notes, you're like, hmm. I was saying what story to do first. Okay. Let's go with, um, well, I guess I have to make a, a public retractment. Oh, okay. I said I wouldn't see Joker 2. Ah, uh, yes. There's no way I was going to see Joker 2. I hated Folie Du. Because I, I hated Joker 1 so much. Yes. Then they said Lady Gaga's in talks to be Harley Quinn, and also it's a musical. Oh, now you're sold. It's not the Lady Gaga. It's the musical? <laughs> it's like, okay. Are you more interested in this because it's going to be like a, I want to watch this to see if it's a train wreck, or this has the potential to be really cool? No, it's more of a, well, that's different. It is. I mean, we've not had a, I mean, the last time we had a superhero musical was... Um, Hawkeye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
But I was like, okay, that's weird and different and um, doesn't feel like a natural progression of the last one. Do you want to just throw weird stuff at it? I guess I'm in. Like, I just I just kind of want to see what it is. Yeah. I mean, is it going to be original songs? Is it going to be covers? Is it be like a Baz Luhrmann type deal? I don't know. It's one of those, I have no idea what to expect from this. Again, leading to the train wreck analogy. Well, I mean, to be fair, like Joaquin did um, Walk the Line with the director we talked about last week, James Mangold. Yes, and that's a fantastic movie. And yeah, he, he pulled off singing for that, so I don't know. But the Joker doesn't seem like a Johnny Cash kind of person. Although he would shoot a man in Reno just to watch him die as he is an agent of chaos. He probably would. Yes. And frankly, I don't want to know about his burning ring of fire. Okay, there it is. Well, you had chili, <laughs> so you'll know all about it later. Turkey chili. Oh, good for you. Yeah, sure. That's weird enough that it, like... I don't know what you're going to do. I wonder if it's going to be like one of those, tra- like, you got to lean into it, right? Because one of my favorite trailers of all time, just for h- trying to hide what it was, like when um, a very popular man, Johnny Depp, did um, Sweeney Todd. Yeah. And, and the trailer basically tried to hide that it was a musical. Yeah. <laughs> there was like one line of singing in that thing. They're like, no, no, no. Come for the weird looking nutbag. Yes. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe there's a song and a dance in there. I don't know. That's weird enough. I'm like, all right, you have my attention. Movie I uh, had no interest in seeing, so I guess that's a positive for them. Yeah, they've they've hooked you in with interest now. Certainly haven't seen it before, so why not? Let's just do all the Spider-Man news. Hey, do mm. you do you like paying for a movie a second time? I have been known to do it two or three times in the past. Well, Spider-Man is going back into theaters with basically no details known. Huh. With the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home... More fun stuff edition coming back into theaters. Well, they're probably like, well, you know, Morbius went back into the theaters. Why can't we? I mean, I'm sure it's a massive cash grab. Like on the Blu-ray, there are no deleted scenes. So it's probably just going to be them inserting those deleted scenes. Oh, like a director's cut? No, not like a director's cut. More like a, we're just shoving stuff in there kind of cut. Oh, so we're going to add in the deleted scenes and change the movie. That may or may not make it better or worse. The Avengers actually did this back in like, but uh, that cut has never been released. I, I don't think it's ever been released. But it was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to add in just the other stuff to see in theaters. And, but they, it was like with effects that weren't completed. Oh, yeah. So it's like, look at this, like, kind of gray, like, blocky Hulk walking around. No, thank you. So I don't know if they're going to do better than that. But, yeah, <laughs> with the uh, massive success of Morbius coming back to theaters. By the way, I said um, 85,000. I meant to say 850,000 last week. That was a... Uh, that was a flub of mine. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not really looking to make any money at that rate, but yeah. still. What's my, like, $80 a theater number was right. Still. Yeah. Not good. It's, it's still bad, but it was $850,000. can't believe people paid to see it again. There was something I saw on the internet the other day, which was a, it kind of referenced the meme of Morbius going back into theaters and, like, something about, like, when teachers start posting memes, it makes them uncool. It just kills it? Yes. And exactly what was happening there with this movie. Yeah, it's the um, Steve Buscemi, like, what's up, fellow kids? Yes, exactly. I am not going to pay to see this in theaters. What I'm going to wait to do is I'm going to wait for other people to pay to see it in theaters, see what they say is different, and look at shaky camera angles on YouTube. Okay. Before I determine if I will purchase this movie for a second time. You don't think it was a good enough movie or a grand enough movie that you'd want to see it on the big screen again? No. No, I paid. There was a certain level of grandeur to like seeing it on the big screen, though. Yeah, I did that though, and now I. But I also own it. It's over there. If um, this movie, if this extended edition proves to be anything worthwhile, then someone might be getting a slightly used copy in their Christmas stocking this year. Oh, that's really nice of you to give Emily something. <laughs> but I mean, you do have a fairly girthy TV that's a big screen, so it's kind of like the experience. Yeah, 
Got a nice soundbar in there. Mm, true. Although I'm kind of disturbed I called your TV girthy, but... She is wide and she is festive. Yes. I don't know how a TV can be festive, but I believe you. By pop colors that pop. Oh, okay. Fine. Um, mm. Also, some Spider-Verse updates. Oh, okay. Uh, we got our first image of at least one of the villains that's going to be in it, and actor. To be fair, I'm, I don't... Like, the actor is fine, but I'm more excited about the villain. They show um, Miles fighting the spot. The spot? Do you know the spot? Uh, well, it depends. If I'm hungry, sometimes that you know eating food will hit the spot. All right, Maybe if I have on. a scratch no. on my back, I'm like, no, that's not quite the spot. Yeah, sometimes if you have If a... my cat pukes on the couch, it'll leave a spot. Sometimes if you're, your back edges, you'll take my back scratcher and use it on yourself. I'm like, it's spot. kind of weird. Spot is data's cat. So when you say, do you know the spot, like... Um, he's he's kind of a guy like a he just like a white leotard like top to bottom except he has all these like black s- circles or spots like all over his body, and um it, and he can also project them going outwards and basically they create these like interdimensional portals so like if Spider Man throws a punch it can go through any of the other holes so a lot of times it's like oh he's gonna like punch this spot yeah and he ends up just like punching himself like from something from like behind his head oh that like like when you have the kid who has like the the mittens that are on a string and you pull on one to like stop hitting yourself oh my god i just need to google image search this now no i know exactly i can picture it in my mind's eye so like that that he, makes sense he punches a hole then he punches himself i like it but he's a visually interesting enough character especially what they're going to be able to do with this in that animated style that they have like, yeah that sounds really cool like yeah this is the image they released oh wow i think that looks awesome it looks very awesome i don't i think he'd be a tough character to pull off in live action but in kind of the world that they've set up with this, I'm like, yeah, totally. That sounds awesome. Uh, he's going to be voiced by Jason Schwartzman, who I like well enough. Like, I, I'm not, like, doing backflips over being Jason Schwartzman, but I'm like, yeah, he's good. I like him. Yeah. I was just more excited about the concept and just the character. Like, the character is nothing. He's It's it's a purely gimmick-based character. Like, I, I, maybe it's been done, like, the Spot's tragic backstory. I'm unaware of it if it exists, but... Whatever. I just think maybe he's... it was a guy who was wearing a nice clean white leotard, and somebody spilled things on it, and then he's like, "I can't get this spot out." I Damn just it! It's gonna be fun. Yes, it's been announced. Uh, Thunderbolts movie is coming, which we all kind of knew. We didn't know if it was gonna be a show or movie, but it's going to be a movie. A movie starring villains that think they might be heroes, or maybe they just think they're villains, or they're still villains, or they're just faking it. How villainous! Well, how how many villains, you may ask? Uh, how many villains, Zach? According to I think. I think this was The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, this will include Baron Zemo. Ah, yes. Dancing in a club. The U.S. agent, just decapitating people left and right. With a shield. Yep. Yelena. Ah, I do like Yelena. Wearing vests. Mm. Ghost, which I thought she was cured of her stuff. Guess not. Sure, I guess she's um, still unhappy. Taskmaster, thought uh, she was cured of being evil. Guess not. Abomination, so it was Tim Roth enjoying yep. himself. I can, I can roll with that. And Winter Soldier. Ah. And also um, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character. Oh. Um, I'm not going to try and remember it. Many names. It's like a three-name name. Much like Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Now I want to know. Now I'm trying to remember. Like Cortana all over the place, in your face, mom spaghetti. Yes. I'm not even going to bother looking anymore. <laughs> then what are you doing? I'm responding to looking for it now. <laughs> Got it. Caught it. <laughs> Let's see, like you have to have an intense phone case on your phone. I do. <laughs> Doesn't just like, oops, I dropped it accidentally. Like, no, it's actively assaulted a few times a week. Julie Dreyfus Marvel is oh Allegra De Fontaine. 
Valentina Allegra DeFontaine. There we go. Sure, why not? Do a, we're villains, but we have a thing like DC has had some success and some unsuccess with that. Marvel really hasn't done that yet. So yeah, sure, why not do it? Like we all kind of knew it was coming. You're setting up these characters in the sh- mostly in like TV shows or I guess it's about 50-50 actually. Whatever. Sure, why not? At this point, I'm basically going to pay to see it. Yes. <laughs> I haven't heard like a Marvel project being announced where I'm like, "You know what? I'm out." Refuse. And a bit of casting news, we don't always do this, but it looks fun. Neil Patrick Harris has been cast in the Doctor Who's 60th season. Unclear if it's for the anniversary special or just the regular season. Yeah. I couldn't tell from what they released, but supposedly he's going to be the greatest foe the Doctor has ever faced. Ah. And then she released a photo of him kind of looking like Lemony Snicket when he did that. That was him, right? Did he do that? I don't know if he was in Lemony What's Snicket. That? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was in Lemony Snicket. Whatever. He looks like Jim Carrey and Lemony Snicket. That's weird. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, I like Neil Patrick Harris, though, in most stuff. Doogie Hauser. He was okay in Matrix. I was going to say, that's probably the, the weakest thing I can think of, but I think that was more material. I'm like, why is this AI obsessed with this cat? And well, also some of it, it just came down to logic stuff. I'm like, oh, why does he not use this world-breaking power more than once or twice? Well, he was also in that musical you really like, that like cult classic musical, Doctor Something. Mm, we, we don't talk about those things anymore. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I, I'll just leave it at Doctor Something. <laughs> Joss who? Yeah, exactly. But still, he was the evil doctor in that musical. Yes, I remember that. Anyway, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Did that ruin Nathan Fillion as a, as an actor for you? No, not at all. Okay, just, not, he didn't do anything. All right, just weathered the abuse. I don't think he had a statement. I don't remember him having a statement. To my knowledge, he doesn't have a statement. Okay, that's fair. All right, well, that's it. That is the news. Pop culture, otherwise, mo- mostly just pop culture. Yeah, light news week. <laughs> I don't know. There's a Joker. There's all kinds of big stuff there. Joker two, more Spider Man, a new Marvel. Well, I guess movie? it was it was quality, not quantity, this week. I could always just give like random crap. I no, no, no. To, I like the quality over quantity. I try to go with things that there could be a discussion about more than just like, oh, this is a vague thing. Yeah, no, no. I like I said, I like the quality over uh, quantity. All right, formula. So we're gonna move on from there. Boys in the lab are still cooking it up. <laughs> the boys in the lab still cooking up a new theme for our new segment. Weird Comics Facts. Weird Comics Facts. Or I guess this one is more like, how did this ever get approved? (laughs) This is some real strange stuff. Uh, Yeah, this is coming so far. We'll see how this segment goes. Right now, I'm trying to connect it to our main topic, this week being Miss Marvel. Okay. So Miss Marvel has been around since 2014, and I was like, can I think of a weird or can I find a weird kind of Miss Marvel thing? I'm like, eh, not quite. So I found a, well, technically it was a Miss Marvel thing because she was a Miss Marvel thing, but I found a Carol Danvers thing. Okay. Uh, in what is generally considered the worst Marvel comic of all time. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Strap yourselves in because this is um, uncomfortable and terrible. So the last... So we've been doing and this, this is what you chose to go with. This uh, is weird. This is this is supposed to be weird comic facts or strange comic facts, not upsetting comic facts. I know. The first two have been that. I'm like, I'm going to change this for Yeah, why are we, we upsetting and dark? I'm going to find something different. For You're the week. gatekeeper on this, first of all, so you could change it anytime you I want. You don't have to wait another week to change it. I couldn't think of a weirder one for... And like everything else is kind of like, oh, she was binary and like... I'm, okay, whatever. so... Whatever, we're going to this. Oh, Avengers number on, 200. Just, I want to say something real quick before you go down this path, right? The first three iterations of this year-long segment, they were home runs. Right now... We got no balls and two strikes against this segment. <laughs> I think last week's was weird. This one's dark. Okay, so okay, we'll say we got one ball, one strike against this segment. If this doesn't get a base hit at some point, I think we need to go back to the drawing board before the boys in the lab put too much effort into this. 
All right, in Avengers number 200, uh, we have a being from the future, Marcus. Yeah. He goes back in time out of his limbo, and he takes Carol Carol Danvers into it, where he shows her all these amazing things, including um, altering the state of her mind and essentially rapes her. Not great. Also, no, not not good at all. Also, the art shows her like being really into it. So also not good. Uh, this is look. I mean, college hashtag, hashtag woke, but that's what you get in a entirely like male dominated industry. At the so time. let me. Uh, oh, I'm not done. So hold on. He this person manipulates her mind. Yep, and then proceeds to force himself upon her. Yep. Uh, he impregnates her. She comes to full term within just a couple of days. Also, he uh, he wiped her memory of this. And I would also like to add that he put her, like he had to go back in time to put her back there. So he... Um, Gee, it sounds a lot like something that Superman did to Lois. Yeah, except he puts his consciousness onto the child. So he's really her son, did this, and then put his body back in there. And then she gives birth to him. And she has confused emotions and like they're going to go back to his dimension as he's birthed himself from rape. And all the Avengers are like, you know what? Good for you. Bully for you. We're excited for your new love. So remember how I said it was a (laughs) one one count on this segment. I think we're at a one two count. You better bring something better next week. But so they literally celebrate her leaving. But um, writer uh, Chris Claremont, who's mostly known for his X-Men stuff, but also like really uh brought up the captain miss miss marvel character like making her binary yeah um that was a like super like cosmic version of her like developing her a lot like came back so this was an avengers 200 in avengers annual 10 which is a book that goes for a good chunk of change because it's also the first appearance of rogue and mystique he had uh carol came back and she was just like what the fuck yeah you guys allowed this to happen then you were like oh good for you Fuck you. Yeah. So, so there was uh, some redemption on the story, but basically everyone involved with it is like, oh, um, I renounced this because this was terrible and we shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Weird. They rightfully should have. Um, and that's what you get. <laughs> I said, uh, maybe we're too hashtag woke, but I'll say that's what you get when it's just a bunch of guys sitting around going like, I guess we could do this. Yeah. Fucked up. It was not good. That's unpleasant. I Again. Like I said, prob- um, this week gets an X and not a good X. <laughs> Next week I'll bring a I'll bring us something silly. Yeah, this is I when you pitch this segment to weird, me. Weird comics facts will get something silly next week. Okay, yeah, because when you pitch this to me, I'm like, oh, this will be kind of whimsical and like, oh, that's kind of weird and quirky. No, this is two weeks in a row. It's been dark as hell. <laughs> Still births and uh, rape. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> dark comics facts. Yeah. So let's let's do better. I don't know. That was just like the most off the wall, like like Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel thing that I could think of maybe i just need an extra second to do more research i'm like this is the craziest thing i could think of because it is insane and shouldn't have happened what a terrible issue of comics yeah boo all right i how about this how about we how about we go from a one two count against the weird comics fact of the week to the boston red sox who are defeating one two counts and winning baseball games i'll take it there we go you saved it i did you saved the transition it's time for jared sports reports he's running down the middle by the 50 he's at the 30 bare tested the guy is drunk but there he goes oh and they tackle him at the 40 yard line it's time for another jared sports report yeah, Boston Red Sox uh, continuing to have a bit of a hot streak here. We're gonna we're gonna do a quick around the horn on the other sports and get back and get to the uh, the key element there. 
So, uh, yeah, Red Sox continuing to climb up the ranks. They have some big series coming up against Tampa and uh, the Yankees. Uh, so those will be very important uh, as we – I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. And now I'm hearing myself do it. What? Uh, 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 I, I just hit like five of them right there. Yeah. And now it's in my ear and I – I'm glad it's in your ear. I mean – I quasi-apologize. You I'm poor sure, man. I'm sure you don't notice it, but a lot of times, like if I do a re- like, I record this show as an editor. Like if I need to do a reset on something. Oh I yeah, I notice all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I talk my way into like making editing easier for me. It's smart. It's it's lean. It makes sense. It's practical. Anyway, if I just do random resets, it's like oh, that's because I didn't think the last two minutes worked. They're gone. Anyhow, Red Sox doing well. Interesting news out of Foxborough. Julian Edelman kind of hinted at he's not opposed to making a return. But when asked where he would go, uh, he said, Foxborough forever. So that could be an interesting thing here if he decides to unretire. Probably unlikely. People are like, well, he'd probably just go to Tampa. But it sounds like Julian Edelman would be I like that's a Foxborough guy reaction. going through. <laughs> everyone's reaction is, oh, everyone who's an expatriate just goes to Tampa now. Uh, pretty much. I mean, yeah. But I don't see I don't see Julian Edelman going anywhere other than Foxborough. He's got a pretty good gig on inside the NFL, though, too. So. Don't think that's going to happen. We talked about Bruce Cassidy getting fired. He's already been hired. He's going to be the coach of the Vegas Knights out there in Las Vegas. So Bruce Cassidy was not unemployed very long in the NHL. So again, leads people to probably think or understand he wasn't the problem with the Bruins. Clarifying who that's for. Let's see. Any other interesting tidbits before we get into the big one? The big kahuna? I can't think of anything. Celtics now down three games to two. In the best of seven series, love the third quarter. They finally put a third quarter together the other night in game five, and then they just couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter. God, where to even go with this? It's hard to win a game if three out of your five starters don't do anything. Keeping Rob Williams on the floor is hard. He's the only one. I think he was a plus 16. Everyone was a minus otherwise. I'm pulling up a stat, you dickhead. (laughs) But, I mean, even when he's in the game, like, you can see, like, people are just deterred from taking those shots. Like, you were texting me earlier on, like, this looks bad. I'm like, no, like, because Rob is just by being out there, keeps people away from the rim, forces them to take bad shots. Yeah. The second he disappears, that's when you start seeing, like, Curry starts driving. But, I mean, no one got going, and you saw a lot of bad habits. I just thought they looked kind of jacked up. Like, Marcus was doing a lot of, like, iso hero ball. Jalen had those two awful possessions, or, like, right in a row where he's driving, kept on losing. I'm like, stop doing it, man. And they went... And eventually they started hitting threes, but they went through that horrible streak where they were like 0 for 12 on three. I'm like, please just stop shooting them. The, see, that's part of the problem. And I think that some of this does lie with Yuma Yudoka. Yuma Yudoka is that they don't have enough quick hitter half court sets to just take the decision making out of their hand. There's a lot of just free flow out there in motion. They're, they're having to make so many decisions and they're being indecisive and Jason Tatum is being a little too unselfish but then again there's kind of some I mean some his, thought about is his shoulder that he hurt in the Milwaukee series worse than we thought is it not as well there's guys like yeah he's grabbing his shoulder but I mean you also see stuff like Jalen's dealing with a hamstring thing Marcus is dealing with an ankle they're not throwing any lobs to Rob yeah like that's kind of like half of what he does is just catching these insane like we can just chuck it in his vicinity and he'll catch him. They're not doing that at all. Like his knee is messed up. 
and that's not to say that there aren't injuries on the Golden State side. Like you make it this deep into the season, people are going to be banged up. That's yeah, just, that's part of the game. Like people always want to put an asterisk on a thing. Like, oh well, if like this person wasn't it should go this way. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Like you get deep into the playoffs, you're banged up. There's no asterisk on kind of injury. Yeah, because everyone deals with it. I mean, Andrew Wiggins just had the game of his life which is weird it's like oh you lost to andrew wiggins uh, yeah number one pick i know he's good but it's still like oh man you don't want to lose to no and the other thing they have andrew to do wiggins. kind of a dubious distinction was placed upon jason tatum did you hear about this i'm gonna say probably but what are you talking he's about? the all-time leader in turnovers for a single oh, yeah, postseason I, yeah. with 95 now but again he's Kind of in good company on that list. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, and Shaquille O'Neal are the top five. It's a tie between Isaiah and Shaquille. I mean, some of these passes, that's what's... Yeah. I mean, I guess the turnovers are a result of those passes, but some of the passes just seem lazy and... Well, I mean, LeBron James isn't there four times in the top 20. I mean, they... Uh, when we're recording this, the game is tomorrow night. They got to ball out hard. Well, if they don't, their season's over. Yes. <laughs> I think this goes seven. I really do. I think that they win tomorrow night in Boston or tonight in Boston, depending on when you're listening. They win game six in Boston. And I mean, I'm not ready to throw in the towel by any stretch. It's certainly an uphill battle, but at the same time, I don't see them losing like three times in a row to the Warriors. Well, they would only have to lose to oh, be three times in a row. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to lose on Thursday night. I wonder if Scott Foster's doing the game. The Patriots, uh, the the Celtics do really well with Scott Foster, better than Tony Brothers. But only recently. Yes. What is this? Like, there's yeah, people have been through. That's only been like a recent thing. Like Scott Foster has been like a long term enemy. And now, so people are like, let's get Scott. Foster I would rather in see there. Scott Foster over Tony Brothers. <laughs> like, when did all the Scott Foster love start happening? Yeah, he, he was the enemy. Whatever. I mean, clearly, I want them to win, and that's what I'm rooting for. But even if they don't, like. This season is a massive success one way or another. So, But clearly you want to, you know. So next time I record the show, there will be an NBA champion. Um, Yeah, because what is it? It's They're going to th- play it Thursday, Thursday and Sunday. It'd be Thursday, two days for travel, so Sunday. So next time I record the show, there will be an NBA champion. True or false, that champion is the Golden State Warriors. I can't do that. I can't do that. You can't say true or false that they are going to win? Then I'll say false. Okay. It wasn't like a trick question. I'm just saying. Oh, well, I mean, you... I could, okay. I clearly will not go. It's like the thing that Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to have two answers. I want you to answer with your heart, and I want you to answer with your head. Well, the last time you said this, I answered incorrectly, so I'm going pure heart, Celtics, and somehow the ghost of Red Auerbach comes back to haunt the Golden State Warriors. Mm. He spooks them with a cigar smoke. There you so go. He just puffs a cloud in their face. Here's another interesting, two other interesting Celtics tidbits. Uh, well, one is a playoffs tidbit, and another is an interesting piece of news. And Bob Cousy goes on the floor for some reason. Well, good for Bob Cousy. We got him for a good 10 seconds of play. So, Steph Curry, his streak of consecutive games with three-pointers made ended the other night. Yeah, it was like 133. It was a long streak. So he, that also scares also, me for game six, because now he's going to like just go off. I mean, he was trying. He also had like one of the craziest shots I've ever seen, and I don't think people are, have been like talking about it enough. Like it was a long two, but he, like he's in the corner, falling down, chucks it up. He's being double teamed, like yeah, yeah. close double teamed. Falls down, just hucks it, and it goes in. I'm like, how? How oh, does so, that happen? So that's how this is gonna go. And then, like that was the, one of the most insane shots I've ever seen. Then finally, um, to wrap it all up here, 
Uh, Mike Gorman, in a recent interview, thinks he's probably got a couple of years left before he retires, and he was pretty close this year. So maybe if the Celtics win it all, Mike Gorman may retire as well, the voice, the TV voice of the Boston Celtics for, going on, what, three decades now. Yeah. So there you go. There's your sports reports. I mean, and clearly it's going to be Grandy that steps in. I think he's too good on radio. There's no way it's not Grandy. Then he would bring Maxwell with him to TV as well? No, I think it would still be Scal. But he and he and Cedric Maxwell are amazing together i don't scal is too popular well so was i don't think i don't think sean grandy goes to the tv side i don't i they've had him fill in for gorman multiple times oh he has oh yeah i know no i don't i'm not saying oh he has is like i'm shocked or like oh really like yeah i know he has it's totally grandy at well he's been the radio voice of the celtics for going on 20 years now i would i don't know how much money would scare you because i'm definitely willing to put more money <laughs> right, down right now five bucks <laughs> i was gonna say 500 uh no that that definitely i'm not that comfortable hundred not that comfortable oh, we're not gonna bet any money on this we're just gonna go with it all right that's so confident i am 500 bucks wow which piece of art am i gonna take off your wall i'm just kidding <laughs> no so i mean yeah mike gorman iconic broadcaster might be nearing the uh, twilight of his career got it yeah you mean the guy who's been there forever yes that's all why right. he's iconic all right moving on we're just talking tv this week let's move on to screaming it's streaming so you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Are we doing it all in one big lump? Well, we don't have to jump. We'll start with Obi-Wan. But no, but are we doing it all in one big lump? I'm just thinking for the sound people, you. Yeah, we're just going to do Obi-Wan, then we're going to jump into Miss Marvel. Okay, cool. All right. Time codes listed down below if you want to figure out what you want to listen to. Mm. Obi-Wan. Full spoilers, by the way. Full spoilers. Boy, they're like really leaning into that child killing thing. <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrifying. Yeah, they're really into like Vader just killing kids. Yes, they are. I do like, so in this episode, though, there's some things I like. I like the flashback to him and to Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting on, you know, on Coruscant doing a training fight. The one thing I will say about it is it reminded me of when we had Lord of the Rings and then we went back into the Hobbit movies and you brought back Elijah Wood and Orlando Bloom and um yeah, Ian Holm. I think yeah, yeah. And it's like they they, they their, their faces look kind of different. Yes, they look kind of different. They, they look older cuz it's been but it's supposed to take place before I thought they did as well as they could. I mean, they went back to, as um, Ewan McGregor called, the big Jedi mullet that he wore in the second movie, in Attack of the Clones. I hate that mullet. But this is also a thing that reminded me that Hayden Christensen is a good actor. He's a great actor. Especially, like, um, his nonverbal stuff, especially, yes. is really solid, which is good because he was, you know, when he was doing the other movies, he was fed some really shitty lines. I know people yeah. like, people really jump on his performance, but we'll go with, you know, the Harrison Ford line. Like, you can write this stuff, but people can't say it. Yeah, you can't act it. So I, yeah, I mean, Sand is coarse. Yeah, he gets got, everywhere. He got fed some real shit lines. Yeah. But I think... The, and when his direction from George Lucas is faster and more intense, like... Yeah, I think he's legitimately good, especially like the nonverbal stuff. And it went on this too. Like, that dude can really stare you down. Oh, yeah. It was also funny. Um, I saw him at a con a couple years back, one that I was working. 
and he was like not that we i mean he's wearing like big robes and stuff but like the dude was so skinny like like rail thin and like his arms were like also rail thin and like he really played off like i don't know if he put on like muscle for this or whatever because i mean he's behind robes but like he really was pulling off physicality well as also he pulls off physicality really well like as vader like those movements are so like decisive and fast and just looks strong as shit well, he also was very good with his physical acting in the original, in the prequel trilogy. Very adept sword fighter. Well, I also, um, I, I do love the choreography of their fight because you could see stuff like, oh, this, these are moves that they used in the prequel trilogy. Or there's yeah. when he has kind of like Obi-Wan on the back foot, he does um, uh, one of Luke's moves from Return of the Jedi where Obi-Wan is down, like he's on his knees, he's just holding oh, he's, Yeah, he starts up. hacking away. Yeah, he, like he's chopping wood, <laughs> yes. just like Luke did. Also, one of the most clever ways to end a, a lightsaber fight by sliding by your opponent and then force grabbing his lightsaber. Love that. I think I saw the same thing. It was like, they're just run by a button. Why don't you just use the force to turn off the button? That's also a very good point. <laughs> that's I, that's not an original thought by me. I will not claim that. But I was like, no, that's yeah, a- that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, just push the button. You got force. Yeah. No, but I, I, it was very entertaining. I love the kind of twist that we got with Reva and her arc as third sister. We I all love, saw that. We, yeah, like, we saw that coming, but I really like the scene where Obi-Wan's starting to piece it together and how we see him coming back into using the force. And that scene where he's on the other side of the blast doors talking to her and he's able to, like, you know, for the first time we really hear the the you know the iconic line your thoughts betray your feelings betray you now he's just saying it out loud like i I even exclaimed as i was watching it i was like holy shit her feelings are betraying her and he's just telling her what her feelings are i can understand her motivation of being like i what was that line that she delivered like what's the fuck the internet that jumped on her she's awesome like yeah that was that great line delivery of like we were counting on you where were you or something like that whole that. that whole sequence like well, just that like one delivery was just like where she really just takes the guilt and twists the knife and I'm like I want Obi Wan to be like, I was on Utapau getting shot at by my clone troopers, you bitch. I don't think that would be productive. But, no. But I mean, that I mean she like, stabs through the door anyway, so that was like like a great delivery and like yeah. really like twists home like what she's about and why she's also been like especially in that first episode, she's like the Jedi will just like betray you and blah 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 and like they're not worth anything. Yeah. But, fuck it man like that was a great delivery she did really good i really liked that even though like we clearly all knew what was going on also i didn't feel like anakin's hair matched up very well i mean i know they had a cloak on him but whatever she should probably stop getting stabbed she probably should yes also grand inquisitor he back uh let's real moment and real uncomfortable moment okay i am surprised they left some of the dialogue in there yeah well just where she was like i faked my death and i was like hiding under bodies like that exact thing just happened. Yes, with Uvaldi or Uvaldi. That literally just happened. So I was like, I can't. I like, I can't believe you guys left that dialogue in. Yeah, like, that feels like that would be a pretty like easy edit to not have that in there. But it was just like that. Um, it was like, oh, this. Uh, not that like you know, child kill killing like in fictional universes is fun, but it was just like, oh shit, that's um, it's very dark uncomfortable that's very real to today so i yeah (laughs) by today i mean like uh two weeks ago but i couldn't i was very surprised that that dialogue was left in there i'm like that me too that's fucking um that is hitting home in a way that when they did this was not meant to hit home and it's fucked up it's not a it's not a criticism it was just surprising i guess is not in a fun way no but again 
I liked it. We were going somewhere. It, it took to the fifth episode till we got to see Anakin and Obi-Wan interact in a flashback, which part of me is like glad that the whole thing wasn't just flashbacks, but I could have stood to have a little bit more. What I really wanted to see them do, they just said that I really wanted to see them do live action versions of their Clone Wars costumes versus the movie costumes. Yes. So that was kind of a bummer. It was very cool to see Vader uh, with two lightsabers. Oh my gosh. And just like his defense and like, this show and also like Rogue One, like they made Vader like such a badass. Oh yeah, like he's just like cleaning house. Like he that dude rips is, down the ship out of the sky. That was such a cool shot. Where he's just like I said, like the movements that Hayden Christensen is doing, they're just, like very force, like forceful and d- divisive. He's just like, nope, done, and then rips the side of it off. But then my <laughs> question is this: so the other ship just took off. You couldn't do the same thing again. Well, I mean, also the last week, like he turned the fire down once. He could turn it down again. Yes. Exactly. He's like a battery. He, He's, he can run hot real fast, and then he gets tuckered out. Yeah. But, I mean, that he, he possibly could also be part of the Force. Like, you can't just sustain that. He has a video game bar where his Force powers need yeah. to That's a real <laughs> thing. Go back up. Also, some of that was taken from Force Unleashed. Yeah. Where you didn't play that game. No, but I've read about it. Yeah, where you pull a Star Destroyer out of the sky when you were playing Star Killer. Yes. First game, a lot of fun. Second game, half as much story and real bad. And then there were no more. No. So I'm interested to see how this wraps up. Again, how high are the stakes really? We, I mean, we know some things that are going to happen, right? Luke is going to be safe. Leia is going to be safe. Obi-Wan's going to be safe. Bail Organa is going to be safe. Something that I saw, which I think is, um, again, this is not an original thought by me. Will not claim it. But there's six episodes of this and clearly like six main movies and how basically every episode is reflected. Yes. I saw that as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, I like, that's interesting. Like, I mean, I've clearly seen parallels, but I hadn't made that connection of, like, every episode is kind of like the movie. Yeah. And we're getting Qui-Gon next week. We have to, right? 100%. I will bet you $500. No, I, I agree with you. I'll bet you $5? No, because I'm agreeing with you. Why would I bet against myself? Four to one odds. No, but no, it doesn't make any sense. I agree with you. Why would I bet with you if I agree with you? Because you might get $20. No, I think it's a foolish bet. <laughs> one of that five. All right, yeah, we're definitely getting. You're gonna pull the zoom off the. I see that. Yeah, I don't think you understand how gambling works, Zach. I was offering you four to one odds. That were good odds. No, because I think it's going to happen. (laughs) Why would I bet against something I think is going to happen? We finally get to see a thermal detonator go off. That was oh yeah. I guess he's holding a thermal detonator. Mm, Good, good ploy. Good trick. Oh man, I love this show. This show's so good. Oh, I love. Give me more Obi Wan. I love. But you know what? At the same time, I'm glad we're getting what we're getting. I yeah. I don't know how. I, I do like how it sets the stage for him to kind of become wise, Ben. Wise old Ben Kenobi. Not. I mean, they've built this as a one-off. It probably is. And I think it should be. I think it's my favorite of the Star Wars shows so far. I think when I I don't know I really like Mandalorian. I do too, but if you're asking me about Mandalorian, I can like name you like a couple like the two like, and a half seasons of Mandalorian we've had. Like yeah, I can name you like oh I like this bit, ooh I like this bit, but I feel like if I'm talking about like an overall narrative, I think I could say like I like Obi Wan more, and maybe some of that's nostalgic because like every time like Vader's on screen, I'm like, what's he up to? And but not only is what he's up to, it's how just brutal he is like we have 100 we have vader turned up to He's 11 killed so many kids in this he killed so many kids stop it well we get it apparently he too. sucks so remember when he walked through that village and just killed like people at random i think 
if I had I'd read not anything, but I'd read that the original script, the original setting of that scene was that he just killed everybody in that community. Like he went rogue one on them. And the women and the children. Yes. All of them. Uh whatever. This show's badass and I love it. I'm here for it. I'm sad there's only one left, but whatever. I bet they can bring it home. Yes. Oh god, they will. All right, let's move on from there to Miss Marvel's episodes one and two. So can I start with my theory? The one you tweeted? I did tweet that. So yes. Please, yeah. Um I don't it's too much though. There's too many coincidences. So okay. let me let me start with my my uh, structural theory. By the way, uh, full spoilers for both episodes one and two. This is just Carrie. Yeah. Have you have you seen the movie? I know you haven't read the book. Yes, I've seen the movie. The Brian De Palma seventies classic. Yes. But this movie is just like PG Carrie. Carrie without the murder. Because there was once so watch an episode one, and there's this one scene that comes up and I go, Huh, that's kinda like Carrie ish. It was um which well, I think is kind of funny, the scene that kind of like made me think this is the scene that probably has like the biggest disconnect. Like she gets hit in the face like by a bully, like with a basketball. Yeah. And has to go into a bathroom uh, to start like cleaning up blood. The way, if you haven't seen Carrie or haven't read the book, it starts with Carrie is in the showers in a bathroom and she starts getting her period. And all these girls start throwing tampons on her, like, and just chanting, like, plug it up, plug it up, plug it up. Yes. But she, so she starts bleeding and she's in a bathroom and like, I'm like, it's a teenage thing. I'm like, huh, that's kind of like Carrie ish. But that's kind of like my biggest disconnect. But what we got, we have an outsider girl. With an overbearing mother, and even as this episode has clarified, is uncomfortable with the idea of talking about tampons and menstruation, like any kind of like yeah. femininity, sex, like any kind of like personal history. And then what we get with uh, Miss Marvel, I, I kind of mixed up what I was just saying, kind of combining the two, but they are kind of the two. Like the mother is um, uncomfortable with tampons, like Carrie's mother does not tell her about menstruation. Like, so when she starts to get her first period, she's confused, like, because literally no one's told her about it. Yeah. But we also get like hidden family stuff with the bracelet. Like the mother is refusing to like tell her about like her family history and her past and also apparently tampons. But we get that connection. Uh, we also get Kamala wants to go to an event that's on a stage where there's some kind of voting that her mother doesn't want her to go to. Kind of like Carrie wanted to go to prom where she gets voted prom queen. There's also an embarrassing event like uh, Kamala's just like getting like the bright lights and she's looking kind of awkward versus like Carrie getting the pig's blood. Yes. And then she has uncontrollable powers on stage. In a high emotion moment. Yeah. Where she, and Carrie, she kills her bully in Miss um, Marvel. She just like ends up injuring her like inadvertently, but still like uncontrollable power moment on a yes. stage. And we also get um, an attractive boy with a nice car who is not to be trusted, who has ulterior motives. Oh, clearly he does. Is there anything else? Did you say ulterior or ulterior? Ulterior. It's it's UL. It's ulterior. That's what I said. I thought you said ulterior, like an A. All the terriers. Oh, no. All the terriers. Oh, let the dogs out. They have. <laughs> I heard that the other day. No, you didn't. I did. I wow. Was, did you sing along? I was uh, in Cumberland Farms. Yes. And it was playing. I was just like, what is that? Ha- I haven't heard this song. Did you immediately <laughs> leave the Cumberland Farms? It was like, it was just playing unironically. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. That's a real that's a real a real room uh, clearer, but there's too much. There's too much to say that it is like. And I'm also claim this one's mine. I, I checked on the internet. Maybe someone else has said it. I couldn't find anyone else saying it. Put but it out there. There's Own too it. there's too much. There are too many direct connections. This show is just Carrie, but with less murder. I mean, it's insane how much there is. Yeah, I'm not going to deny your theory. I think I'm, it's. I mean, it's a decent l- theory. Less about you know Christian fundamentalism, but well, no, it's I don't know. There's a lot there. 
like there's too many things that are like so deeply directly connected to Carrie. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that like it's not going to end with like you know her murdering a town. No, she's not going to set fire to the school while she's in it. But there is there's a good chance she's going to destroy it. I would not put that off our realm of possibilities. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's on the bingo card. It could happen because it's so it's insane. Like I was just watching. Like once I had that one thought, it was like, huh, oh, that's kind of a Carrie-ish scene. And then I was like, and this is like a Carrie thing, and this is like a Carrie thing, and this is like a Carrie thing. Oh yeah. Like, this whole show is Carrie, and I, I cannot be convinced otherwise. <laughs> but that's my Carrie theory. Yeah, Miss Marvel is just a PG Carrie. But, however, it is entertaining as hell. Yeah. I like it. I, my one thing, I remember watching episode one, I'm like, oh, great, here's Hawkeye point, like 2.0. You know, young high school student. Uh, well, Hawkeye was in college, but, you know, young. At least she looks like a high school kid. Yes. Young character idolizing and fantasizing about being one of the avengers one of the superheroes creates their own cosplay very much like we saw in hawkeye but this was more i don't know i'm trying to think of like what like teenage coming of age sitcom it really kind of reminded me of because there was a little bit of that in there there's some stuff in there that feels uh kind of tropey that i don't like like i don't like having the best friend who's a sidekick who also just happens to be a genius yeah that feels very 90s and not in a good way like that trope's been done yes i like that it has its own style like some of um not i think there's a big criticism of marvel movies that i don't agree with but i sometimes agree with like where they're very homogenized and all just kind of look and sound the same i don't think that's true at all of like the higher quality ones which i think is a pretty decent percentage yes but i like that this show definitely has um its own identity and style Although I do find some of like the illustration stuff in the background distracting because I find myself because I find myself watching that and I'm not actually watching the actors. Yeah, I will say there's a little bit of that. I could do without some of that extra stuff. I also find myself immediately when they have the text message scene where not Ringo, what what's the male character's name? Bruno. Bruno, where Bruno's like meet me on the roof. I'm like, oh, Zach's gonna call this the feelings roof because they're gonna go there often, the talk roof. But what I do really really like about this is how marvel is stepping outside and bringing in really like a real interesting and different look at representation in that we're really diving not just into you know we're diving into a different marvel story but we're diving into a different culture and learning some other stuff especially about muslim culture and pakistani american culture that i really am finding entertaining and i'm entertaining in a positive way not like oh haha amuse me but like I really like that they have sold out to being surrounded by this culture. And you have to kind of learn and understand some of the other stuff that's going on around. But I will tell you, the most unrealistic thing about the show, in the first episode, like she creates this whole plan, like, we're going to Avengers Con, and we'll do this and this, and we'll catch the bus, and we'll be back by 922. I'm like, if you are expecting New Jersey... The trains are fine. The buses. If you were expecting a New Jersey transit bus to be on time, to be part of your minute-by-minute plan... Then that's your real superpower. You have done fucked up because you are guessing 90 minutes plus or minus. It's not showing up on time. You're screwed from... I mean, maybe maybe it's because she's a teenager. She was screwed from the outset because that shit ain't happening. Yeah. Here's some other things I find really interesting that I really enjoy about some of these Marvel shows is the world building is pretty much done. But we get to see the things that have happened because of the event. I've always liked the what's happening elsewhere because of the Avengers. Like we see the Avengers and what's happening and everything that went around that. But now we're seeing the impacts elsewhere. We started to get taste of that in Spider-Man Homecoming 
with like the reclamation project and and those things. And like now you've got the that, um, that cop back, the oh. interrogation guy. Oh, from the uh, damage control office. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, and you, we just have all that low calorie popcorn because of you. And also, you went to this thing. Yes, the office of damage. Con- is it the office of damage control or something yeah. like that? He's a fun guy to bring back. Yeah. Also, I was annoyed that there was a post credit sequence, and I didn't realize that. Yes. God damn it. There was in the first one, not the second one, which set up his character. I also liked the callback. I had to double check the name, but when they're talking about Bollywood movies and they talk about Kingo and Kingo Senior, that was the character from oh, yeah, yeah, the from Eternals. Eternals. Yeah, so that was kind of cool that they they folded that little Easter egg back in. I, I really I was trepidatious about this show. I really am enjoying it. I'm looking forward to episode three. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how she balances her life and learning her superpowers, more about her mystery past, and also. We're gonna get Hawk. We're gonna get um, what's her face from Hawkeye. She's gonna be in this. Oh, is that? I haven't seen that. Is that a thing? Uh, so in the credits, I came across this on the internet as I was reading up on. You know, I like to go back and read reviews afterwards. I don't. I. I it's I, just I me. Just like, I don't like to regurgitate. But there so was I try not to look at other people's shit in the credits. Uh, it was like assistant to Miss Steinfeld. Mm. So, um, I'm. What was her character's name in Hawkeye? Hawkeye, just Hawkeye. Yeah. Okay. Just her title. Yeah, I mean, regular but, name Kate Bishop. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Kate Bishop. I made some macaroni and cheese. I was Kate looking Bishop. at Bishop. I was looking at those drones. Are those Mysterio's drones that they were using? I don't know. I have to. I would have to go back. It's possible. I, I could mean, be Stark Tech. They were in the dark, so I couldn't tell if those were the same drones or not. But this is all heading towards the um, Young Avengers. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we know that um, Kamala is going to be in the upcoming uh, the next Captain Marvel movie, The Marvels. Yes. So we'll get some Carol Danvers in this, too, I would think. I don't know, because uh, there's a thing today with, uh, I can't remember who it was, one of the writers, maybe a showrunner, truly don't remember, where they were saying that they have no idea what's happening in that movie. So they were like, we're just kind of told, like, you could do this, you can't do that, kind of. Yeah. But they have no idea where it's going. So, I mean, maybe there's a thing at the end. I wouldn't be surprised because it, it would feel like thematically relevant. Yeah. For Carol to pop up in this. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. It, I enjoy, it, but I'm, I mean, also I'm enjoying whatever it. alien connection there is to the bracelet. Also, how funny is the dad? Oh, he's great. I love when he comes in as the Hulk. Man, that that scene played so real. It's just like, oh yeah, I get that you were like trying your best to engage with me, but this is like the furthest thing from what I want in yes. the world. Oh man, that scene played so real. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> I love oh. the acting. Oh, I, so painful for everyone on every side. I, and the other thing I, I really enjoyed about this, it did not waste any time getting going. Let's see, there's been some consternation on the internet that there wasn't a big punch-up. Yeah, they're fine. There'll be a big punch-up at some point. There will be. She's a teenager. We want to get a teenager involved in it. Well, now we actually root for Peter Parker to get in fights. I guess we do want teenagers to fight. Why aren't you doing flips? Yeah, exactly. No, I'm a fan. All about it. It's so funny because I was going with like my Carrie theory going into episode two when they introduced like her being like a popular boy, like talking to her and having a, a nice car. I'm like... You're not to be trusted. And then the episode, I was like, ha ha, Carrie, I was right. Yes. The Carrie theme continues. And his mom is in there. Crazy. All right, episode three next week. Yeah, whatever. I'm... And the Obi-Wan finale. There's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Man, I can't wait for that Obi-Wan finale. All right. Time but for questions. There is. We're moving on to letters to the editors. Lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. 
Mm, ask away. You can do that. Editors note comics at gmail.com. That is the preferred way to do it. Pretty. <laughs> I was going to say similar question this week. It's the total opposite of that. What do you think is going to happen with the Flash movie? <sighs> I have no idea. I think that <laughs> they're too far down that rabbit hole. Are, are they not? I don't know. But they can <laughs> tweak some stuff. If they were thinking about doing Flashpoint and he was maybe done with being the Flash anyway, you get him out early and you do more... I mean, there's been stuff. Do more Wally West stuff. There's been like, uh, what was it? That movie that Kevin Spacey was in where like they shot Christopher Plummer in two weeks to replace him. But that's different. That's a lot less effect shots than like what the Flash is going to be. Yes. There's a, I mean, a relatively recent example of basically Solo was almost entirely shot and they started from scratch and just redid it again. But like, how much money do you want to sink into this? I just don't know if you can have a movie that predominantly features Ezra Miller right now. Uh, I mean... For me, the the drive of that movie isn't... I was never interested in Ezra Miller. I always thought that um, they were annoying in every version of the Justice League. The draw of that movie is Keaton and then secondarily yes. Affleck. Yes. And then like, even if you want to like go one step beyond, like, oh, Supergirl. Well, I mean, the, they're, they were trending towards a Flashpoint-style movie anyway to hit a reset button. This is only going to further that need. I don't know. I don't... Because it's not... It's a movie that's going to be too big to just like quietly release and try and like sweep under the yeah. rug. Like that's not going to happen. But then, how do you release a movie that's starring Ezra Miller when they are having some kind of like massive public breakdown? Yeah, I don't know. In um, big bad illegal ways, I can't reconcile those two things. Like I just want to see Keaton, man. Yeah, that's me all too. I, that's really what I want out of this movie. I just want to see Keaton. Let's see, Keaton be Batman again. I don't give a shit about Ezra Miller. And now I'm like <laughs> grossly offended by them. Yeah. I have no idea. I Because th- I... even if you were to reshoot it, you would want to do it in the most minimalistic way. Like, do you just even do like head replacement on a body for some stuff where it doesn't have to be like an entire actor being there? I don't know. Like, it's it is such a massive conundrum of... I really don't know. And do you just release like a massive multi-million dollar movie and do zero press on it? I I don't know. There's no I don't know what the right answer is here, and I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. But it's going to cost them millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, one way or the other. Like, yeah, you either got to reshoot it or reshoot parts of it, replace it or release it, and just say fuck it. Which there's no there's not a winning answer here if you are warner brothers no. or discovery or whatever they're called now and i get not that i care about what happens to like multi-million dollar companies but but if you're looking forward to this movie there'd be some big changes maybe coming and it's not like you can downplay like the main character no i mean how much rejigging you might be able to do there's still i don't know i i don't have a good answer for this uh no matter what they do they're screwed they're warner brothers is either going to lose millions on recasting which for me as a viewer i think is what i would want at this point yeah but they might not be willing to put in that time and effort i mean also like let's use the example of solo they didn't like solo with um lord and miller they reshot it and everyone hated it anyway it's a good point so they're kind of they're screwed either way here so what's the cheapest screwing that they can be involved in? I can't imagine just dumping this out, doing zero press, and having Ezra Miller just be like, "Let's see." I don't know. They're screwed. There's yeah. um. I think that's they're I, they're rat fucked. I think uh, no matter what, they're taking a loss on this movie. Yes. Whatever option they go with, can't be like Morbius losses, but it's still gonna be a loss. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, at this point. I don't think 
I mean, it's been kicked down the road like five years already. What's another year or two? I mean, think of all the movies that we had kicked down the road forever and ever and ever. I bet they recast. I really do. Well, we'll see. If if I were a betting man. Oh, sorry, that's the second time I've hit the microphone. What kind of money makes you uncomfortable? I'm kidding. I'm not betting. <laughs> $500. Nope. It's always 500 Yeah, I I think they recast. I think that this rabbit hole has gone too far because it's also like the thing about it is, is like I don't see like I mean, maybe they're out there. Maybe I'm just unaware of it. Like I don't see like Ezra Miller supporters being like, no, he's misunderstood and everything that he's doing is right. And you're just like being mean to them. You're being obtuse. I think I did a incorrect pronoun in there. Didn't mean to. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I, I don't think there's a lot of like Ezra Miller supporters who are just like blind. Like, no, they're doing right by threatening to kill people and throwing chairs at people and grooming teenagers and evading the police. They're doing the right thing. I don't think that camp is out there. Maybe it probably is, but I think it's um from the deep dark recesses of the interwebs. Yeah. All right, is that it? <laughs> yeah, the Flash. I have no idea. You're screwed. You're screwed, Warner Brothers. There's no winning. Yeah, get the frog from the WB Network out. Maybe he'll get that figured out for you. I, was, I just learned his real name the other day. That's right. He did have a name. It was a weird name. It was like Tennessee J Frog or something. No, not WH Frog. WB Frog. Michigan J Frog. I was close. That is, yeah. From here on, I'll be known as He was Homer originally, originally um, Simpson. He was originally on the Mary Medley, uh, Melodies. Yeah. It was the star of One Froggy Evening. Have you not seen this? Oh, yeah. I knew that. I just couldn't remember his name. No, I couldn't either. His first appearance, 1955. That was close with whatever, Michigan, Tennessee, whatever. All right. We're done. We're leaving. All right. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. We'd love to see your feedback. What? Get out of my house. Me? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because the show's done. Okay. Well, fine. Whatever. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast podcasting platform we'd love to take a look at your feedback you can also become a member of our patreon a dollar a month that's right a whole dollar 100 pennies a single george washington paperback 25 cents a show really is it's more than i get paid to do this show in fact no actually i get paid actually i get rewarded quite handsomely i might say thank you with what hbo max oh yeah yeah you do have my login (laughs) i do have your login i have my own profile in fact you do. You're like, I, you're like, don't mess with mine because you'll fuck up my algorithm. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Exactly. That's the exact quote. But a dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, plus you get access to stuff behind the paywall. That's not the uh, the maximum if you want to give more money to the Patreon. You're always more than welcome to do that. We want your emails. We'll answer your questions on Editor's Note Comics uh, mailbag. Letters to the Editors. I don't know why I renamed the segment. I just did. You named it originally. I did name it originally. It was a great name. It's the best segment on the damn show. Most of the time, uh, when we give you a clear answer, you can do that by emailing us editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And you can find Zach on Instagram. Well, no, not anymore on Instagram, but Twitter at editorsnotecomics. Yeah, banging out those tweets. Yes, you are. I don't know what to tell you. You're on there too. At Junior Rich. I'll be back next week. I know what we're doing next week. Next week. You'll be back next week. Are you saying I'm not going to be back next week? No, I know what we're doing. Though. Oh, okay. What are we doing? This is a definite. It's going to be a follow up to a thing we did before. Okay. Batman the Animated Series. The Adventure Continues. Season two, baby. Oh, the whole season? I think it's like eight issues. Deal with it. Okay. That's not bad. I'm on vacation. Mm, you are indeed. Aha, yeah, sucker. Still trying to do it half an hour before the show starts. We'll be back. Uh, no, no. I'll do it like an hour before the show starts now. Oh, all right. See ya. Bye.